Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... These days have been very special, and, and, and especially Dreamer seems to be really pulling something in people that that I understand what it is, and it is this power of, of, of telling your own story, of realizing just how powerful it is to recognize who we are. And every every time I go and give presentations, just this morning, there was, there was a mother crying and telling me just how much this book meant to her and and telling me about her own story her immigrant story yeah i'm i'm glad that i'm glad that through a picture book through a visit from an illustrator from a chance encounter at a bookstore or a school or a whatever that those moments are allowing those you're connecting with to share their story perhaps a story that they've kept inside that they have been you know not sure of how to tell others and here you are seeing them through their stories as well affirming their stories while you affirm your own uh, that's mm-hmm. it's sort of magic mm-hmm. isn't it Mm-hmm. It is, it really is, yeah. And I can tell you lots and lots about it. <laughs> I cannot wait. Listen closely. Lean in. This is a story where every detail matters. Where fragments of life itself were put down on the page. A story preserved. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 464. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. Today, I'm joined by Juji Morales. Juji's newest picture book is called Dreamers, and it is without question her most personal and intimate work to date. The story recounts Juji's immigration to the United States with her son. It is a book that will awaken your senses. It is a book that calls you to pay attention because everything you see, the words, the collage art, the materials, everything is telling a story. Everything counts. Thank you to today's sponsors, Gallery Nucleus and Storyteller Academy for helping make today's episode possible. Before we get started, I wanted to also let you know that I'll be in Austin, Texas at the Writing Barn, November 1st through 4th, as part of the Complete Picture Book Intensive. I'll be joining picture book author and illustrator Evan Turk and Abrams editorial director Tamar Brasis. It's going to be amazing. There are just a few spaces still available, so visit thewritingbarn.com to learn more. 
And now, please welcome my guest, Juji Morales, the author-illustrator of Dreamers. Welcome to the podcast, Juji Morales. I am beside myself that you are here with me tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I, um... <laughs> I'm going to just repeat myself as what we said off of recording. I've been such a fan for so long, as I know many, many of us have. And like mm, all of us good librarians out there, I think part of my love for your work is because you see my students, because you see children and you, uh, whether or not they have the same stories as you or come from the same background as you, you seem to know them and to see them and to know how to care for them through your stories. So for that and from them, I'd like to just say thank you to start. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> you know, you, uh, I take for granted being in the library that I am surrounded by your work, but I realize that there uh, may be others listening tonight that have not yet met you. So would you mind introducing yourself to those listening? Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is me. This is Juju Morales. And one of the things that I always like to say uh, when I introduce myself is que yo hablo español that I speak Spanish. I am an, uh, an immigrant, and I was born in Mexico, and one day when I fell in love with children's books, I found that my path uh, was to tell stories. And I've been doing that for for some years now, <laughs> like almost 20 years oh, yes. that I've been working on this. Yes. And... and um, and right now we are having this wonderful conversation already. I'm loving this this conversation with you, Matthew. Um, uh, as as uh, uh, I am here, like in the road, presenting my my latest book. But uh, like you mentioned before, uh, I hope that a lot of my books are are in the in the shelves of the libraries. First, because the library is my favorite place to live in. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that really is my home. So when my books are in the shelves of the library, I am at home. I love knowing that. And even just thinking that uh, in a way, there's sort of pieces of you, pieces of your voice, of your life, of your story, just throughout libraries everywhere. What a beautiful thing that libraries... Uh, have have meant something to you yes and now you as well are able to have a presence in those libraries to mean something to someone else i hope so because books for me and especially children's books have meant a lot a lot and they have really uh shaped my life and what i do and what i love and if I, because I recognize the power of books, and especially the power of children's books, then I hope that now I can give back to that power, that I can also um, be there for whoever might need to, uh, to have a friend, to have a voice that they need to have a conversation with, to have images that they want to look at, that they want to connect, that they want to hear a story, or that they want to tell their story. Juji, when did picture books take on such a profound meaning for you? Has that feeling <laughs> always been there since 
childhood or was that something that I mean we all sort of grow up loving books but there there is that certain point where suddenly they mean something greater when was that for you yes well I, I was born in Mexico and in Mexico and the people of my generation and my social class we didn't have books we didn't have children's books um, and uh, the, the, the children's book that I knew were um, the comic magazines that my father bought us every weekend and we had some coloring books with Disney translations and and not much more than that. Um, so picture books weren't that important to me because I didn't know them. Yeah. I, I and, and and most people in Mexico, especially people who was born in the time I was born, um, they didn't know picture books. In fact, um, uh, the children's literature in Mexico is something that is growing up and it's growing up and getting stronger. But it's something that's still very very new. So when I when I was an adult already. And I came to the United States. Then I saw children's books for the first time. And they became absolutely paramount to my life because uh, first it was the big surprise. And, and um, the big surprise of a place such as a public library existed in the United States. It existed anywhere in the world. The way that libraries are here in the United States, maybe, maybe when you are born here and you've been uh, living with them, uh, it's, it's easier just to, to live with, with the power and the beauty that they are, they are and that's how it should be. You know, they, they should be part of everybody's lives and, and, and not be a, a surprise. <laughs> but for me, they were. They were because I didn't know any, any place like that. When, and in that moment, children's books became very important for me, but I was already an adult. And uh, I was a new mother and I was heartbroken. I was absolutely heartbroken because I had come to the United States to visit for a few days, and I found myself um, staying as an immigrant here. Um, and, and, and that unexpected change of plans and of life, I felt like everything that was meaningful to me and everything that was familiar to me and everything that that could understand me and I could understood was gone. And there was this emptiness that I didn't know how to, how to feel again, how to uh, understand what was my role in this country. And the day that I uh, was taken to the public library for the first time, that was the day when everything took on a new turn. And a children's book became very important to me, and the way I've been trying to explain it is like like when you fall in love with someone. When you fall in love with someone, usually it's because you finally feel welcome, because you feel understood, um, and, and because you understand, because there is a connection that is so, so deep, um, that you cannot even help to to get infatuated, and for me it was like that. Picture books became important in the time and when I first saw them in the public library, um, because because they were incredible, because they were an offering of a place. I mean, like like you could go there and find them. They were there. They were present. They were existent, and also because I I had 
very little English, just enough words to get very, very confused. And when I saw picture books for the first time at the shelves of the library and opened these books that marvel me just in, in their construction, in, in, in what they are when you hold them in your hands and, and, and when you look at them and, and, and when you realize that inside, especially picture books, you, inside these picture books, there are uh, works of art that I could never imagine that could be put inside picture books. It, I, I was fascinated. I thought, like, it cannot be true that these these pictures that I would probably only expect to see in a museum or in a gallery, they are here inside the pages of books for children. And and then the other thing that happened is that. Um, they are very spare. Picture books are are, are this concise, uh, written narrative that uses as as few words as they can because with those few words they are to convey big things. <laughs> and I I realize that here and there I will be able to understand one or two words, but. As long, as long as I just look to the other page and saw the pictures, then things are starting to make sense. I could understand what was going on in the in the in the story inside the books, and that that made me fall in love with it. It really was as if finding someone that could hear me. I feel like it I'm. Was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm falling in love with picture books again. Just hearing you describe it, oh my goodness! <laughs> because we we yeah. we should, I, and I yes. think that actually what Matthew what happens is that we are in love with children's books and with picture books. We are, and the thing is that sometimes we just don't 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 realize it uh, because because our love is so constant and and permanent and has been spread in our lives since we saw them when, like in your case like maybe since you were a child maybe you are not as 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 um you know as aware right now that in fact you are in love with picture books yeah. and and you know they are our partners they, in my case i know that picture books were those that that actually walked with me you know, they were my teachers. They were my my companions. They were uh, my 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 family. That's what they were. They became my family, and from them on, uh, they they took place in my life in a way that that it just doesn't disappear. And uh, up to now, I know those are those are my companions. Uh, if if whatever I go in, whenever whatever I'm doing. Uh, picture books is, is is that force is that that thing that kind of uh, shows me the way you know and that's where I'm at right now we well, you know you for all of these beautiful picture books that you've made already I feel like I can see you as an artist acting out of that love to return to that form mm. to try to give back to that form, to contribute to that form the way that it has given to you throughout yeah. your life. But I feel, I feel there's never been a book you've shared with the world uh, as much up to this point as, as dreamers speaks directly as that love letter back to, <laughs> to literature, to words, to, 
to the library. Do you want to talk a little bit about this story that that you're you've been touring around? Yeah, yeah. But you know, at the beginning, uh, um, I, I when I've been working for a while in picture books, and then I go and I visit schools, yeah. and sometimes I visit, and, and there are families as well, and. and I love to tell stories and I know that for me when I started making my books um, there was this need as if I needed to bring close to me everything that I missed oh. everything that 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 I that I was home um, you know sick for uh, I brought it to me the colors the food so everything that you see in those books are where especially the first and they were an effort to surround myself myself with those things that I didn't have anymore, and 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 I miss them so much. Yeah, and then um, as I I start making my own books and and telling my story and telling these stories, first I wanted to tell them to my son. The the beginning of making my picture books was that I saw that there was a way in which uh, through pictures and copying from picture books I could tell those stories that I knew my son wasn't going to be able to live, those that he wasn't going to be able to hear directly from grandparents, from abuelos, abuelas, tios, from family, from from the culture. So I was bringing all those things to to my son and to our lives. And as I started making my stories and sharing them, I was also able to talk to people um, about, um, especially about how I had come here. So families will ask me um so how do you come to the united states and i will start talking about how i came how i stayed unexpectedly also how i found a path in the public library and through children's books and i realized that um, i i I was having a narrative already i always was saying when i came to the united states um I came with nothing. I, I was saying that I, I left everything behind. Like just like I told you at the beginning of our yeah. conversation, you know, I left everything behind. I, I nobody understood me. I felt like like I was alone, and I didn't have something that that helped me realize if there was a reason for me to be here in the United States, and. For a long time, I, I kept saying that so so long that, in fact, when I was um, encouraged by by other people, actually, some uh, years ago, for, through the years, people when I talked to them, they would say like, "Why don't you tell that story in books?" I always felt like that is really not something that I don't think that this is a story for children. I didn't come as a child. I came as an adult, so I don't. I didn't know if that story really could resonate with children. Yeah. And and it, I, just most recently, then uh, my um, editor and my agent start talking because they weren't the only ones talking about the role of immigrants in this country. And as we were talking about that, and as we were hearing some very, very powerful voices and dominant voices to talk about immigrants from from the outside and talking about um, with words that really make us more uh, uh, um, as an object and criminals and 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 and. and 
and something that has no value, um, they started telling me, usually I think that actually every author, every author of children's books who is a immigrant should start telling who 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 they are and what the stories are. And um, I was still reluctant. I feel, I'm feel, I was feeling that I don't know if I can put my story there for children. And is it really my story that something that is worth for everybody, for other people to to hear, to read about? Because because I didn't come to this country through great suffering. I, I was heartbroken. Uh, but I didn't have to cross um, the the border uh, under dangerous circumstances. Um, I, I came here and there were people who welcomed me. Um, I came here and in that in those moments, those years of feeling lost and not knowing if I had a purpose here in the United States, there were so many people and so many places that really opened up their doors for me to find my path and my place in the United States. And and I kept feeling that I didn't know if really I could mm, um, say something that would be of, of, of great value. Oh. <laughs> but, <know? laughs> but I wonder, Juji, how many immigrants feel that way that you feel. You're almost, I mean, yeah. you're almost diminishing your yeah. experience, but your experience is one that how many other children have lived or their, or their families have lived that same experience. And of course, yes. one wouldn't ever diminish their story. It's, so I'm that's grateful exactly, that you heard that. Yes. <laughs> thank you. No, that's exactly what, what finally turned me around. Mm. Like in, 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 uh, as long as I diminish my own story and feel like, oh, there is no bravery there, there, there it wasn't like, anything extraordinary happening why am i to tell other people that their story is not valuable enough because there are not like big car chasing or anything of the sorts there and 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 also that's not the voice that i want to use with children you know children and immigrants and a lot of Everybody's story is extraordinary, and we have so much to learn from them. And finally, that was the thing that that pushed me to to write a story. But also because we had come to a time in which I I realized I couldn't just keep quiet. I needed to do something. I needed to write something. I needed to create something that was going to have a voice that hopefully was one of many voices that will counter the powerful voices that were diminishing us, that were telling our stories from a point of view that is very untruthful. And what I, what I realized also was that um, this is my work, Matthew. My work is to be able and to learn how to tell a story for children yes. and I set up to do it I, I sat on my on my on my desk and um, gathering um, like you mentioned before all these memories of what it felt like to come to a place where I didn't feel that I have room they have room for me to come to a place in which I didn't feel understood where I had to struggle and and make mistakes 
and find my path and also the fact that I have come with a two-month-old baby and that together we grew, together we learned how to be um, inhabitants of this country, how how you do things. We learn to speak, we learn to read, we learn to, to love books and also, you know, finding our way uh, through uh, this incredible place that I just never imagined existed anywhere in the world and that was the public library. So I want to talk about the way that you talk about the library. I want to talk about your words in Dreamers, <laughs> in addition to your work. And now a brief word from our sponsor. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Gallery Nucleus, an art gallery and bookstore where you can find prints, books, and other gifts from some of your favorite children's book illustrators, like John Clausen, Christian Robinson, and more. Gallery Nucleus is offering listeners 15% off your next purchase by entering in the promo code WONDER18. Visit gallerynucleus.com to discover more or click on the Gallery Nucleus banner at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast. I want to talk about your words in Dreamers <laughs> in addition to your work, but first hmm. I want to share something with you that really caught me off guard about your book that I find so uh, vulnerable and beautiful, uh-huh. and and especially as a, as a librarian that works with children whose parents um, have an, a language, a primary language other than English spoken at home, mm-hmm. whose parents come in and rely on translators, rely on um, those. Uh, employees of our school system to help them find the resources they need. Reading this book and considering what it meant, not only for an adult, for you to walk into a library and really be taken aback by all that was there, but also to know how, how in so many ways, Juji, that's an act of bravery because you're walking in somewhere where there's all of this knowledge that at the moment Hmm. may feel inaccessible. It's not that you can't grab it off the shelf, but when you're not able to access the language uh, immediately, that I feel, I feel it can feel uh, scary, dangerous, off-putting. And I, I just wasn't expecting entering into this picture book with only the limited knowledge of knowing that, Lots of other people online have loved your book and are sharing it. <laughs> Only going in with that, knowing nothing else of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To see so much of not just my students, but for once, to see so much of their parents is something still that I, I was saying to you before recording that there would be moments when I wasn't sure how to articulate my thoughts to you, and this is where I'm finding it. We're back in school. I'm already seeing these parents. Um, they know my face. I know theirs. Often yeah. we can't communicate directly. Our through yeah. line is through their children. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how beautiful this work that you created for them as well, and the space <laughs> that you save for them as well, Shuji, is just. I mean, I I can't <laughs> I can't find words. I'm I'm Thank just grateful you. that you did that. 
Thank you, thank you, Matthew. You know what I've been, um, what 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 I realized through making this book is, um, is kind of the conclusion of what I was telling you before that I, I realized that when I came to this country, my my narrative was I came with nothing, and when I was when I started writing Dreamers, um. I realized that I have learned a lot since I came here. I've been in the United States for more than 20 years now. I feel a constant immigrant. But my big realization was that it is not true that I came with nothing. And that's what I try to convey in, 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 in Dreamers, that I have learned that when I crossed the border and I entered the United States, even though I thought that the only thing I had with me was a little bag with with clothes and 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 a baby in my arms inside my my mochila inside my backpack my suitcase that i was carrying with me um came much more than i realized came with me everything that i had gathered through the years stories colors my language, uh, my culture, the love of my family, the 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 the, the landscapes and, and and experiences of having grown in 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 a, in a country like Mexico, and when I felt that I have come come alone and 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 leaving everything behind, in fact, inside my mochila, inside my backpack, I have brought a whole world with me. And um, and that's what uh, now when when I'm sharing this book and when I I'm talking with children, but also when I'm talking with families, like you are saying, with parents who sometimes don't understand uh, the the language yet, who are here struggling, trying to realize whether if this is a place for them to grow as well. Um, what, what I, I hope that I'm, I'm bringing to all these presentations, to our conversations, is my own realization of how many gifts all of them had brought. And I know it because yes. because I brought my gifts too. And, and it is when, when we realize all the presents that we had brought with us and we can open our backpack and, and let them be part of, of this, of, of, of the... Uh, weaving that that this nation is that this country is that this place and where we live now you know when when we let it uh, uh, come out out of backpacks backpacks now it is when we are capable of also um, receiving the gifts that people who receive us here give us as well you know so it's in that encounter of the gifts that we receive, but also the gifts that we bring with us so that we get to know that we are here not only just to receive charity. We are not here only to, you know, with with this feeling that I felt I have with me, like, please will you give me permission of being part of this of this world, give me permission to be part of this culture, of, of this family that is the United States, a- am I worth enough to be in part of this? And what I've been trying to um, offer anybody who who reads my book is to understand that actually we are a gift. We are something that we are giving ourselves, and in exchange 
uh, we know that we are receiving a lot and it is because we have that interaction of giving and, and, and receiving that we are able to build uh, a better future for everybody. I, I'm just mesmerized by your words. Um, there's this thing I noticed about, about the words that you put into dreamers that I'm hearing it now too. Um, and that is that it seems so often that you start off speaking of yourself, but it very, very quickly, almost as if you just can't help it. It becomes about everyone. It becomes about everyone together. And if you don't mind, mm -hmm. I'd love to read an excerpt from your book. I'd love to leave, yeah. read the library scene because I think it also illustrates how this story that's about you becomes a story of everyone. And I love that. I also would love for people listening just to listen closely to the way you describe the library because it's not, it's not so simple that it's just love. Love is complex just for, for being yes. love and you don't hide the complexity of it. So that moment goes something like this. Thousands and thousands of steps we took around this land until the day we found a place we had never seen before, suspicious, improbable, unbelievable, surprising, unimaginable, where we didn't need to speak, we only needed to trust, and we did. Books became our language, books became our homes, books became our lives. We learned to read, to speak, to write, and to make our voices heard. Someday we will become something we haven't even yet imagined. Yeah. I'll stop right there because that, I don't, I mean, there's so much of this that I feel I'm grateful that I didn't know all of the details going into my first read of your book because it was something to experience. It is mm -hmm. something beautiful and something that has been playing also in my mind as we've talked is that you include this, you include your story in the back, a, 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 um, a direct um, yeah account of your story, but you also include so much beautiful back matter, the books that inspire you, and I loved <laughs> your How I Made This Book. And now a brief word from our sponsor. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors at Storyteller Academy. The mission is to help aspiring storytellers learn the craft of storytelling by sharing their creative process intimately. They believe everyone has a story to tell, and listeners of the Children's Book Podcast are invited to a free mini-class. Enroll today at www.storytelleracademy.com slash wonder, or click on the Storyteller Academy banner at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast. I loved your how I made this book because I got this sense of you use, we talk about artists using mixed media and I've talked to students about what that might mean. But here I just have never, I've never encountered a book where an artist just laid out all of these pieces 
that are in this book. Because as you're talking about your backpack, I'm realizing in in a way you're sort of unpacking a backpack with us in how I made yeah. this book. Look, there's this piece of my childhood drawing and there's a piece yeah. of of cloth and a piece of this and a piece of that. And, and you have literally put pieces of yourself, of your life into this book. Yes, yes, you are right. That's 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 exactly what I did. Most of what what goes in those, into those paintings is I, I was explaining the children this morning how um, I I have many ways of color my my books. Um, I, I I never did art when I was a kid. I always loved drawing, and it was that I was so inspired with picture books that. I realized I wanted to learn how to make images like the ones I saw in, in, in those books that I loved at the library. And so I had to learn. And, and one of the things that happened is that I didn't have a commitment with any specific technique because I didn't have any technique at all. So every time I make a book, it seems like, um, like a discovery for me. Like, how how am I going to create this book that that is, I'm I'm doing something that perhaps I've never done before you know something that is going to surprise even me and in the case of of dreamers I I took um I really I literally was thinking like okay now I need to color the pants that the baby is wearing um so how can, what what colors? Where I'm gonna take those colors to paint them? And then I went to these these pants that I made about 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago. I made them for my son, and it was at a time when I was still learning how to do a lot of things from um, taking books from the library. Because you know, you go to the library there, and you wanna know like how to sew, but how to paint something. <laughs> Just go there, and you grab a book. Well, I was bringing all those books, and I I learned that I could make um I could uh, paint with with fabric this uh with with uh, fabric paint these these pants, and I did, and and I kept those pants because they were very significant for for us because that were the first uh, things that I made so that my son and I could parade in Carnival in San Francisco, which was an important moment for me because then I felt like I was part of of, of a city, I was part of a home. It was my way to entering um, the family of of what San Francisco was for me. And um, so when I was thinking, how do I make the pants for this baby? I went to that box that I had in my closet and I took the pants out and I scanned them. And then I knew I had my colors. It the it allows the book to feel to feel like a gathering of objects, to feel the texture and the 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 connection to a real life. That there's these <laughs> glimpses that no matter what a child knows or doesn't about the person who wrote this book there are elements that are taken straight from their world. Um, And so to have uh, these illustrations alongside um, uh, these depictions of real artifacts of a a piece of cloth or of, um, I love the, the needle point is my favorite detail. (laughs) I love, I love the, the, the sewn words. 
Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, thank you. It's just all these moments to discover. I feel, or I find that I, I have poured over and over the illustrations and I, I just can't wait for my students to look up close, to dissect these illustrations, especially <laughs> to see things that I still haven't noticed that they will see and will become their details. Uh, and I, I would love to hear if there is something that they find uh, and and see, you know, what they see. Yeah. Uh, because because one of the things that I that I love about picture books is how, in, in my case, you know, when I'm making a book, is how the illustrations, the images, and the text also really becomes even more alive when someone else uh, sees and hears and reads something that maybe not even I knew I had put in there. <laughs> That's the magic there. I never get over hearing an illustrator say, this child found something that I didn't even realize I was expressing through the art. <laughs> uh, that that, that yeah. space that's, that's theirs. The space that the artist, yes. that the author and artist both leave for the reader to take ownership in, to, to, to take Absolutely. root in. Yes, yes. You know, they are the, 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 the last part of the storytelling. They are the artists and the writers who really finished that book. You know, it's, it's more like I started making a story, I kind of make this book, but it isn't done until those readers finish it for us. Yeah. I... um. I, I realize how quickly our time is fleeting, but I feel that there's no way I can escape saying also how much I loved the real books that we see on these covers. <laughs> these are books that I am sure hold significance to you because I know that every thing in illustration is deliberate, is chosen, is selected. Yeah. Um, but to just go through and to see, like, for me, I, 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 maybe what, what I would pose to the other <laughs> librarians or, or what have you listening is, is what book do you find that, that is the one that speaks immediately to you? Because I saw, um, baseball in April and I thought, oh, yeah, I, I remember reading yes. and falling in love with baseball yes. in April. Yes. Well, I for those books that I put there, they I put them there because they w were the books that welcomed me when uh, I came yes. to the library. Those were the books that I start uh, uh, discovering. You know, like the very first one that I saw, I don't remember because I didn't have the language to uh, to put a name to them to to recognize them. And actually, the the first book I remember ever loving was A Mother for Choco. And that's what I put it right there, kind of like in the first, yes. you know, the image, and it's flying there because it that book really opened up the the rest of the path for me to get to see the other books. And then uh, along the years, uh, some of their books um, just just started appearing in the library, and for me, um, really calling me. And many of these books. Uh, gave me so much not only because I, I realized just how, how important they were for my life and how much I, I, I wanted to make books like that but also they opened up a, a world that I had never imagined also that it existed which is that there were children's books, there were literature made for children that looked like my son 
that were written by people who were like me, that were brown color, that spoke another language that wasn't English necessarily, that that had come from places like the places I have come from. And that, that I didn't know. I had no idea that in a country like the United States, they were be making these books in which I could see me and my son in them. And some of, many of those books that you see there, they, when I saw them for the first time, I could not believe them. Chato's Kitchen is one of those books that I could not believe that someone had made a book about yeah. Barrio Cats. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and it's, it's exalting. It's like, like, like telling you that this world exists and is beautiful and is wonderful and, and is valuable and is worth making into a book for children. Yes. So these books there. Yes. Exactly. Those books there, they were the ones who showed me that the world of picture books and children's books was a book that was also for me. But I, I love too that it's been these these 20 some years since you first walked <laughs> into that library. And yet yes. in these illustrations, I can tell that you were including things up until this book went to publication. Yes, because exactly. one of my favorite books, it's become one of my favorite books ever. But um, you had, um, what is uh, David Robertson's book, When We Were Alone, is included <laughs> in there. And I thought, that book is brand new. It is yes. gorgeous. And there yes. it was. Yes, I could not not include it. Like at the beginning, I was just including books that I I saw m much at the beginning of, of my uh, getting to know libraries. And then I realized I these books also shaped me. You know, I, I, I they, 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 they keep pulling me, they keep showing me the way. And, and um, When We Were Alone is a book that to me and really encapsulates the power and the beauty of, of picture books at its best. That format it is, of really, oh, yes. yes. It makes me even think too, you were talking about uh, your love of picture books, this, this, this relationship that is true love. And it almost makes me think too about how when we continue on in our relationships with those people that we love, there are new things that love reveals about them as we grow. And it almost makes me yeah. think then too, you know, your love of picture books just continues to reveal itself in these new manifestations. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right about that. And to this point, I just feel like I can I can never have enough. And what I'm um, waiting for is now for all those children that <clears throat> have been growing up with my books to bring their own books now so I can read them. Oh, that, that full circle moment. There's no... Uh, we're, I think we need to put a cap on this conversation, knowing that <laughs> you and I, Judy, we will meet and we will have so much more to talk about. Um, yeah. But I, because we're back here with these readers, I think that this is a great time for me to say once again to you, thank you. Thank you for your time with me tonight, but especially thank you for your story, for you, Juji. Thank you for listening to and loving picture books and allowing that love to present itself in a way that children can also love your stories. Thank oh, you for thank all of that. <laughs> thank you, Matthew. This conversation has been really like, it fits my heart. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> so let me end with a chance for you 
to give a message back to your readers. I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning, Juji. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes, please. I tell them they tell them that, that I want to hear their stories. That um, I, I had put my own story in this book because I wanted to share with them. And what is next is that they need to share their stories with me, with their parents, with their family, with their community, with everybody else. Uh, and it's in, that, in those in those sharing of stories that we gather strength, that we know that we are not alone, that we know that we are human and that we are worth it of being in this country or anywhere where we choose to. to uh, we, we, and also that they don't need to prove anything to us. They are already so precious and they are all they need to be to uh, for us to welcome them. Uh, I, I please tell everybody, especially those children who might come from other countries uh, or that come from immigrant families, that we have been waiting for them. And 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 I am very grateful that they are here, and I can't wait to see what they will be creating. This is Darshna Kiani, children's author and book blogger. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.flowering-minds.com forward slash South Asian Kidlet. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out with the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and helping keep the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny Sue, Amy, Kate, Darshana, Nicole, Jarrett, Mike, Link, Anitra, Lynn, Cynthia, Doug, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Judy, Karina, Teresa, Elaine, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You are welcome to join us. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. 
So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.